Hey, love, you have sent the most amazing testimonials about the Elegant Excellence Goals Journal, and I do not want anyone to miss out. So I am offering them at an additional 50% off right now via the link below at elegantexcellencejournal.com. You are not behind. You are not late. You have a full year, a full decade ahead of you, but now is the time to slow down and focus on where you truly want to be heading. Melissa DM'd me, wow, I just got my LX journal and I am totally blown away. The insight I got from one little page was truly magnifying. I think investing in this was the best decision I've ever made. Kristen said, my husband and I went through the 10-year, 3-year, 1-year, and 6-month goals together. Thank you for creating this exercise. This alone is a way to help couples stay united, aligning their goals and communicating about them. This led to amazing conversations for us when we started discussing harder topics, especially ones where we realized we valued different things than our future goals. And Alyssa said, honestly, thank you so much for putting this together. I feel like I've gone through a rebirth and I'm still making huge shifts in my business, all thanks to this reflection process. So many tears and conversations, but I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. This simple tool is genuinely making such a powerful shift in your years, your vision for yourself, your dreams, your goals, your businesses, even your relationships, your marriages, and your parenting. I am so honored by the effect that this little journal has had, and I don't want anyone to miss out. So swipe up and head to elegantexcellencejournal.com and take advantage of this additional 50% off. It's a perfect opportunity as well if you are loving yours to gift it to someone else in your life. You can take advantage of it today. And if you are in the U.S., you should have it in your hands to kick off February 1. And again, you are not behind or too late. Now is the time. And it's time to get started with today's show. You're welcome. What was that? You're welcome. With Hillary Rushford. Say it again. You're welcome. In advance. Okay, friend, welcome to another very honest episode of the You're Welcome podcast. So, back in episode 39, I told you that I was just going to be super honest in trying to explain a fresh thought, an aha that I had that happened very personally for me in my life and is not normally what I would teach from because it's not going to resonate with everyone. It partially had to do with my faith and I normally would try to find a, a better, more applicable, everyone can get behind this thought. But I didn't have any other way to do that in that episode and so I just trusted that by sharing from the heart, you would give me grace and receive it as you needed to receive it. And that episode has been so incredibly popular that I'm going to ask you to stick with me again today. If you have not listened to episode 39 on Welcome to the Royal Twenties, I highly recommend, pretty please, press pause, go back and listen to that episode. It is foundational and fundamental to so much of what we have been talking about here over the last few months, what I am sharing over on Instagram ahas that I was having in the fall that have really resonated with you and the other listeners. So on that foundation, I am going to share something else today that came to me in one of those, gosh, I don't know how to share this without people thinking that I am weird. But then I was listening to a podcast where Nicole Richie was talking about her jewelry line and how she sages every one of her crystals before she sends it. And I was like, all right, well, you know, that's not a personal belief that really resonates with me about 
crystals or the need to sage them, but I'm not tuning out. I'm still here for the business advice and acumen and wisdom that she's sharing. Or Gabby Bernstein, whose book Super Attractor I loved. There was a chapter in there that was kind of more about like calling on angels or I don't know. It just didn't personally resonate with my spiritual belief system. But I still adored the book and was able to just be like, oh, interesting. I have a little bit different perspective on that without brushing everything aside. So I am trusting that you will go with me today on the fact that we all have different beliefs and that's totally okay. And we can hear someone share something from their perspective and be like, you know, I don't totally believe that myself, but here's the nugget that I can take from that. So I'm going to mention something having to do with prophecy today. Now, Prophecy is something that happens in certain Christian churches. I'm even going to be weird and awkward as I try to describe this because it's not something that I grew up with. Um, I thought it was bizarre. I thought it was bizarre when I got into a church that was doing it. So if you think it's bizarre, that's totally okay because I went from like feeling like it was bizarre to being okay with it to now being totally delighted by it. So prophecy... Ugh, guys, I get so awkward because I'm like, there's certain of you that are just going to be like, this girl got so weird. What is happening? Uh, well, just here's the truth. There are people that I believe are given prophetic gifting. They have the ability to give words of encouragement, words of insight. This is not a psychic that is predicting the future. It's not that next level-ish, but there is something specific, that, that a, a word, a vision. I've experienced this personally in my life. Man, I'm going to start to get choked up. I've experienced this personally in my life in the last year in a couple of ways that were so spot on that I just was like, I. this speaks so deeply to my soul. And I think that's part of it, is that it's really, does it resonate with you? If anything in life doesn't resonate and serve you, cool, move on. You know, if running a marathon, if you don't get that runner's high, find another way to work out. <laughs> you know, but if if I always use the example of if Pilates saved your back, if you were in major back pain and then you went to Pilates and you were free of back pain, you just can't but help, tell, help but tell everyone, guys, if you, oh my gosh, you have back pain too? Okay, wait, let me tell you. Pilates, man, it is the secret. But it's not going to work for everybody. Somebody else is going to have to go get surgery or someone, you know, so we've all got our thing. So for me, I have had two very specific instances in the last year where someone has given me a word, said something to me that either felt creepily accurate when they and they did not know me. And they were like, I don't know anything about you, but here's what I'm thinking. And I'm like, wow, you just completely explained what I feel my purpose here on earth is. Like to the point that my best friend who was standing there goes, whoa. And he, and he goes, what? And she goes, that's exactly what she does. <laughs> like, okay. Um, which FYI, I will also say I'm not into personally into astrology. It doesn't make sense in my mind. How could one twelfth of us like all have the same thing that's true about us based on when we were born? But a lot of people are certain super into um, uh, astrology. And years ago, I was in a mastermind with 12 other female entrepreneurs and someone brought an astrologist to one of our meetups. And I kind of went in like eyes rolled, you know, arms energetically crossed, like whatever, I don't believe this. And I was gobsmacked at how exactly she got every person in that room. And she did not know these people. And I just was like, okay, I mean, this was powerful. 
That's sometimes that's all you can say. You're like, you know what? This was powerful. I'm not saying I fully subscribe to it. I don't completely understand how it works. I don't need to incorporate every into my everyday, but okay, this is powerful. And one of those for me was um, this fall. Um, just I had a girlfriend come up and give me a vision, and it was so random. It wasn't really tied to anything, but I knew exactly what it meant, and it was exactly the word and the encouragement that I needed. And it is something that I continue to go back to time and again. So that's my sort of weird caveat, um, you know, backstory with, all right, so there's this thing called prophecy. So there's a, I go to this day at my church where a man is prophesying over people at our church. And he's come before, and I've had multiple friends have really powerful encounters where Again, not everyone knows what's happening in their life, but this man who doesn't know them says something, and those of us who do know them are like, "Ye gads, that is spot on. So it so happened that Jeremy and I had been prophesied over the last time that he was here. So I was able to sit there for six hours, not not with that sort of inner like, pick me, pick me, I hope I'm next thing. And so I was just in this really restful space of just kind of listening to other people's lives and dreams being encouraged and just be like, what what can I take from this? And everyone who he talks to, he says something very specific. Um, he, he didn't repeat things to anyone, visions or numbers or whatever. It was all very unique, except for one thing. There was one thing that he said to every single person at some point, at the beginning, in the middle, at the end. Every person, he said, God is so proud of you. I just, I want you to know, God is so proud of you. I just, I really sense that God is so proud of you. And I just thought that it's the one universal thing that everyone needs to hear. And as I sat there over the hours, I I thought, can I think of any friend who doesn't need to hear this? Do I know anyone in my life that is so confident and clear that if I said that to them, there wouldn't be the teeniest part that would kind of be like, oh, yeah, I did really need that little encouragement. I did kind of need to hear that. I think of one friend of mine that is incredibly confident. And, you know, we have male listeners of this podcast, but something that I've really thought of in the last few months is I've noticed how much more confident in certain ways I find the men in my life can be, where then I sort of am like, oh, well, they're they're really confident. They must know what's going on. And then sometimes I look behind the scenes later on, and I'm like, you know what? Actually, I don't think he did know more than me. I think he just came in with this like confidence. But even that can be a put upon confidence or a confidence in one thing. I'm confident in my skill set over here. I'm confident that I'm a hard worker or I'm you know, whatever it is. But in every area, are you really confident that you are as emotionally attuned as you could be or you are not you haven't squandered any opportunity this year? I mean, even the people I can think of that are really confident that I do think would say I'm totally confident that I'm an amazing parent. Like, I don't beat myself up for that. I am really confident that I am smart in business. I know second guess stuff. Like, even those people, I can think, if you know them well enough, of a little thing in there that's like, but you know, I, yeah, I don't know that I, you know, fill in the blank thing. 
I think the truth is that we are all so disappointed in ourselves. I think that we are harder on ourselves than we realize because it's just the way that we think. It's the thoughts that we think all day. And so we don't even realize how arresting it would be to have total peace and confidence in who we are and what we're doing. I think we are disappointed at where we're at in our career. You know, we can look at people that are further or got further faster or got further younger. We're disappointed where we are at this age. We thought we would be married. We thought we would have a kid. We thought we would have be out of debt. We thought we would own a home. We're disappointed at not having an extraordinary enough life. We don't even notice that when we scroll past that person on Instagram who is the you know travel blogger constantly living in Bali, that there is a quick flicker of, I'm disappointed that isn't my life. But it's so slight because we look at that stuff all day. We don't even notice that the the car commercial, the magazine advertisement, you know, I, I'm I'm disappointed in myself for not being that thin, for not being that stylish, for not having the romantic partner that's that's that amazing. We're disappointed in ourselves. We're still struggling with the same things we were years ago. Like, why am I not just over? How have I not completely paid off my debt and now I'm totally on top of it? How have I read the book Essentialism so many times and I still take on more things? How have I been going to therapy for this long and yet I still can find things that come up about my past or my childhood or flickers of anxiety or depression or whatever it is? We talked in episode 39 about this vision of being royal has to do with having more of that confidence and peace. But I also think that part of the way that we get that is through celebration and acknowledgement of where we already are, what we have already done. Yes, there is an anchoring in the confidence and the peace. I am going to roll my shoulders back. I am going to hold my head up high. I am going to ask myself, how would I show up if I were royal? What would I believe if I were royal? But that is in this present moment. What about what you did five minutes ago and yesterday and five days ago and five months ago and five years ago and all that? There's also a backstory, a a what just happened one second ago in addition to how am I going to show up in this second that is about celebration and acknowledgement. And I am pondering the idea that that is another very powerful component of getting us to this place. And I think it is about adding in more of those in small, medium, and big ways. So small ways is an end-of-the-day recap. What did you do today? Because how often do we get to the end of the day and your thoughts are, man, where did this day go? I swore, I said that I was going to get those emails done and I thought I was going to do that thing and I didn't call my mom again. And we immediately go to all the things we didn't do. So what did you do? Do you need to 
start keeping track of a list of what you do. Not just check the things off where they disappear on your project management system, but actually write down somewhere what you did do. Or do you just need to pause? Do you need to say, I'm, I'm trying to get better at this when Jeremy gets home? Telling him what I did that day, what I accomplished, not just kind of rattling things off, but saying, I'm, I was really proud of myself for how I did this. I feel really good about the fact that I did that. I'm so happy I got this done. Not just check, 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 but girl, you worked hard today. You got a lot done. You did that thing that was hard for you. You, that thing took longer than you thought, but you know what? Twice in the middle of it, you paused and you regrouped and you moved forward. Maybe it's sharing over dinner at night. What, what are you most proud of that you did that day? Maybe it was a time when you could have lost your cool, but you stayed calm. Maybe it was that you moved your body, even if it was 20 minutes instead of an hour. It was that. Is it in those small ways? I'm noticing even more incrementally, I just started my own new year, as I've been sharing on Instagram. Uh, yesterday, Tuesday, January 21st, was my version of January 21. I had a bunch of things that I was doing at the beginning of the year. And so I just knew from before we got to January 1, I've got to get through this launch of my mastermind that I really started back in December before I can switch gears into a new season. January 1 doesn't mean it's a new season for me. I'm in a project that was a December-January project. So I knew in, in starting my day yesterday, I focused on the teeny, tiny, small wins. I literally I told myself, you know, I'm putting on workout clothes. I mean, guys, I have not really worked out. I, I haven't gone down to my gym or gone to a class or anything a formal, quote unquote, like that. I did do some like free YouTube workout videos at some point, I'm sure. But like since May, mm, I think I went to my old Pilates studio once and we moved here May 17. <laughs> so what is that? Nine months? Um, eight months? So just girl, you put on workout clothes. I'm like, I'm, I'm celebrating myself in that moment. I'm celebrating the fact that I set out workout clothes the night before so that I already prepped that. Look how smart you are. Look at the little thing you did. And I got down there and I told myself, just, just 10 minutes, just 10 minutes of working out. All we're doing right now is establishing the habit of this is what we're doing. And so I got down there and I ran for 10 minutes and I had to work on telling myself, girl, this is great. I wanted to be like, okay, but I burned 65 calories at the end of being on the treadmill for 10 minutes. I had to go back to, no, that wasn't the point. Our goal was not to burn calories. Our goal was to establish the rhythm that you move your body in the morning. And we said we were only going to start with 10 minutes at a time to make sure that it didn't become, oh, I just don't have those two hours in my day, which is what my story was before. But I had to give myself the pep talk. No, look at this. You're doing exactly what you said you were going to do. So on a small daily level, what does it look like to celebrate yourself more, to acknowledge and encourage yourself more? On the medium level, I planned some things. I knew that we were wrapping up that launch. And instead of just moving on to the next one, I planned a celebratory date night for Jeremy and I. We went to see Hamilton on Broadway, which I had been wanting to see for forever and had been on my list literally for years. My online project management system under personal to-dos. I mean, it had been under there for years. And I just needed a reason. I needed a reason, a deadline to get it on the calendar. And I thought, you know what? Let's celebrate when I finish this launch. Because really, I'd been launching for about three to four months. I created the Elegant Excellence Journal, and then that flowed into the Elegant Excellence Mastermind. And we 
got one group of people that joined us before the new year. We knew there'd be another group of people that were in that headspace in the new year. So I'd really spent three or four years on a project, three or four months, sorry, felt like years sometimes on a project. How often when we do that, do we not actually celebrate? Do we not take a break? We are just immediately off and running to the next thing. So I went out to dinner. I made that the the purpose of it. Jeremy and I toasted to it. We went to the show. And I really claimed that as my story. I shared on Instagram that that's why we were going to that show. Like I made sure that even there, it wasn't like, well, I planned it. But then by the time it came, I sort of was just like, whatever, we're going to a show. No, I kept saying to myself and I kept sharing with other people, I am celebrating because I finished a big project. And then I gave my team off Monday. It happened to be Martin Luther King Day. It was great timing. But I just said, guys, let's take Monday off. Let's let's have a break. Let's not just go right from wrapping things up on, you know, one day and then right back into it the next day. And again, I shared that on Instagram to really just kind of say, I am announcing this to the team. I am announcing this to Instagram. Have some sort of event. That would be the medium level of celebration and acknowledgement. That just might be on a Saturday. You are going to brunch and you're just telling yourself, I'm going to brunch on Saturday morning because I'm switching into weekend mode. Like that is, there is something on the calendar that helps me make that shift because I'm really struggling with just being proud of what I did at work Monday through Friday and not feeling guilty and letting it bleed all into Saturday and Sunday because I'm kind of trying to still catch up or I'm kind of trying to get ahead. Is there a a medium-sized event that kind of flips the switch? Or on a big level, how do we really make a seasonal shift to celebrate and acknowledge this is the end of a season. I am planning a trip at the end of this. You know, sometimes Christmas can be that for us, the the holidays of I'm going to push through and we are going to wrap up these things and then my team takes off two weeks at the holidays. That creates a sense of we're all pushing for the same thing and then there's a very clear acknowledgement of we just did something hard and we had this deadline we were working up to and now we have this. I am shifting my schedule as of yesterday with this kind of new season. It also was new meeting times for my team, a new rhythm throughout my day. I'm sharing that on IG stories if you want to see more about what that looks like for us. But that was a a shift. Hey, whole team, we're in a new season as a business. We've been operating one way and now we're going to physically make some things different. We're going to have a whole conversation about what our calendar looks like and we're going to shift some things. In some ways it was um, unsubscribing and unfollowing from all the wedding accounts leading up to my wedding, things that I was following on on Instagram. I didn't need my Instagram feed giving me wedding ideas all the time once I was done planning my wedding. So I unsubscribed from all of those before I got to my wedding. So I came home just seeing something visually different. I unsubscribed from a lot of home accounts that I was following around. I was decorating my apartment. I'm now done decorating my apartment. I put a bow on that and I'm celebrating it and I'm not continuing to take things in that subconsciously tell me well, you're not quite satisfied with it yet, right? I mean, you you probably want to spend a little bit more money. You probably want to spend a little bit more time. There's probably something better you could do, right? There's another little bell and whistle. And you just notice that it seems like it's just about decorating your apartment. But actually, it's about can I be proud that I set a goal to finish this thing? And yes, it took me four months longer, five, six months longer than I thought it was going to. But I actually finished it. And I'm going to keep reminding myself. You know, I'm so proud that I finished my apartment. I'm so proud. I love the way our apartment looks and it's beautiful and I'm done. And I keep reminding myself that was a personal project. 
that I am proud that I did. And it took a lot of time, but now it can be done and I can make that shift because our mind naturally focuses on what we didn't do, how we're disappointed, we're behind, do we feel like a failure, are we bummed out, are we stressed, are we exhausted, are we not satisfied, is there something more that we want to do, is there one more little tweak that we want to make, is it not quite perfect, do we need to buy more, do we need to have more, do we need to do more? It is a conscious choice to celebrate, to note and be aware, to pause, to appreciate, to honor yourself, to give gratitude, to put language to the fact that you are satisfied, you are appreciative, you have enough, you have done enough. Confidence, as we know, is elusive. It is I don't have a three-step system for you to just purely become more confident in every area of your life. But how does it feel to tell yourself that you're proud of yourself? Because I think that's a big component of it, that we don't realize how amazing we are because we beat ourselves up all the time. So of course we're not flipping confident. But if you really focused on how much you have to be proud of, would you not realize you actually have the ability for more confidence right within you? You're just not taking advantage of it. And are you telling other people that you're proud of them? I think that can help to even increase the muscle. When you are looking and calling out those things in other people, it can be easier to do it in yourself or it can remind you to do it in yourself or it can make you feel better that you're not just being like, look how amazing I am, which FYI is not your problem. No one that I hear from in this tribe, your problem is not that you are so self-absorbed that you just think you are the bomb.com. No. Sure, we are all selfish. We all struggle with that. But our problem is that we think less of ourselves rather than needing to think of ourselves less often. We are way more impressed with everyone else than we are with ourselves, to be totally honest. Yes, we have pride issues and we're selfish. And it's not to just say that we don't also struggle with that, but it is a much bigger issue. You beat yourself up way more than you tell yourself you're the SHIT. So I don't think having too big of a head is your problem. I don't think your ego is your problem. I think it's your lack of confidence. So when I was sitting there listening to this man say to person after person, God is so proud of you. I immediately texted a girlfriend who is tackling her debt this year. And I just thought, I I want to be better. When I know the people in my life are working on something, I want to encourage them. And so I just sent her a text being like, I'm so proud of you. I know this is hard. I know this is scary. I know you've wanted to do this for a long time. So it might feel like you're behind because you're finally doing it. But this is the right time for you. And all those years that you spent, it was just adding up to the wisdom and the motivation that you needed for this to be the right time. And I do believe it's the right time. And I'm so proud of you for setting up a meeting with so-and-so and for giving yourself grace in this area and just all, like really not just be like proud of you, which is cool too, but I really articulated why, all the reasons why she should be so proud of ourselves. We heard Brian say that in the last episode, that if you know someone is going through change and you can tell them you are proud of them, that means so much. So let's do that for one another because everyone needs to hear this message, but let's also do it for ourselves. Let's not expect anyone to do it for us. 
because I actually think it is the most meaningful coming from us. So we talked in episode 39 about this mindset of growth rather than a checklist for the new year. This this being, the more often I can ask, what would I think if I were royal? What would I feel or do? That royal mindset is slowly, a little more often, helping me feel more proud of myself, being able to believe a little more that God is proud of me, that I have done things to be proud of, that I am someone who stands with shoulders rolled back and head held high and has influence and is gracious and graceful at whatever the things are that it means to you. When I picture myself like that visually in my head, the thoughts, the actions, the feelings, then I can act from that place and I can envision that the people I see as royal out there in the world that I are sort of my archetypes of that, I can envision that the I can see that the people in their lives would be proud of them, that they have done things to be proud of. And I can suddenly start just a little bit more to be able to picture that I too am someone that God is proud of, that whoever it is that you, whatever it is that you believe, whoever it is that is important to you, that that it or they is proud of you. So I shared this on Instagram a couple of weeks ago, that same day that I had been to this event. Um, without all the weirdness, I just said that my main takeaway from the day was, God is so proud of you. And the response was overwhelming. I screenshotted my DMs because I had message after message after message after message after message that all said the same three words. Guys, like verbatim, I needed this. I needed this. Thank you for sharing this. I needed this. Wow, I needed this. I'm blinking back tears. I needed this. And people said, I wish I could save this as my pep talk. There was one day when I said, like, you're, I left another IG stories video and I was just saying, you are doing great. You are not behind. Like, you know, do not beat yourself up. Like, I, tr- I truly believe that you've done so much good today. You have, you, you should be proud of yourself. Like, I am proud of you. And I got so many replies saying, I wish I could save this pep talk. I wish I could just record this and listen to it that I need this pep talk more often. So I made you a pep talk. I put it in a separate episode today so that you can easily save it. You can press play anytime you need it. You can listen on a run or working out and get your adrenaline going when you need courage put in you. You can take a calm walk or curl up on the couch or just lie splayed out on your bed and let it wash over you if you need to rest and feel more at peace. You can let it inspire you and journal right afterwards what comes up for you. You can listen to it when you are celebrating or when you are crying. You can text it to a friend when you want to encourage them and let my words speak for you. Truly text this to every friend you can think of that needs some courage put in them, which FYI is every person you know. There is no one in your life. Your mom needs this. The mentors in your life need this. Your 12-year-old niece needs this. Everyone in your life, your grandmother needs this. Your spouse needs this. So share it, pass it on, and let my words speak for you. And then I would love to hear what else 
you want to hear and talk about on your welcome podcast this year. We are kicking off a beautiful new year here, and I really want to hear from you what other conversations and what other topics do you want to have this year. So please go to hillaryrushford.com slash pod VIP. I'll put that link right below. You can leave a voice memo there or you can send an email or DM me on Instagram. You can also come over there and leave a voice memo and just record that or type it out and tell me what topics, questions, challenges, or area of life you would love to chat about here. And I will see you back here next Wednesday with grace and gumption. One more thing. Don't miss this. Before you go, love. P.S. Something I'm loving lately is Hamilton. O-M-G. This production was luminous. I am well aware that Hamilton tickets are incredibly expensive and that it is not something that most people can afford and experience. So I am just going to share with you the magic that it is in this little moment here and remind you that you can always go listen to the soundtrack. I have a girlfriend that has watched a bootleg version on YouTube. I mean, if you can support live arts, go support live arts. But if you can't, if there's just no way that fits in your budget, you can find stuff online to inspire you as well. So let me tell you all the reasons why. So first of all, I musical theater was my last career for If you don't know, that was what brought me to New York. I did a Broadway tour and the Radio City Rockettes and regional theater. I grew up loving theater. My parents love theater. I've seen, my dad took us to see so many things on the West End and the different times that we've lived in London. And yet I very rarely go here in New York because there is no deadline. You are not a tourist in your own hometown because there is not a reason to. You're not getting on a plane in a week, so you could do it anytime. And then you never really get around to doing it a lot of times. So the... The show was ending and I thought, this is the most captivating thing I've seen on stage in a decade. I saw a show called Metamorphosis at Circle in the Square Theater here in New York a million years ago when I moved to New York City. And then I thought of a production of, I believe it was The Rivals that I saw at the Shakespeare Theater Company in Stratford-upon-Avon, where Shakespeare lived over in the UK. Those were like the two things that popped to my mind of most magical things. Oh, and the very first Broadway show I ever saw. Sutton Foster in Thoroughly Modern Millie when I came to New York for the first time, I'm going to get choked up again, um, to rehearse for that Broadway show. And it was like, I want to say the ticket was like $80 or something. It was so much money to me. Hamilton tickets, FYI, are like $350. And I just, I wept the entire thing. I just was like, I can't believe that this is my life and I'm here in New York and I'm going on this Broadway tour. So that was unique for its own ways. Anyways, this is just to say that when I it ended and I had that thought of like, I can count on one hand the experiences I've had that are this powerful. And talking about celebrating today, I mean, I I just want to give gratitude for that experience. What are the things in your life? Maybe they're not theater for you. Maybe they're live sporting events. Maybe they are an amazing dinner with with friends or an incredible trip someplace that you visited. Just think back. What are the things I'm like, I could count on one hand. Gosh, that was amazing. Gosh, I am so grateful for that. I'm just so joyful and so blessed that I got to experience that. Hamilton, it is educational. Um, the lyrics are so brilliant. I can't, I don't know how someone's mind does that. Um, I don't know so many elements of it. The the choreography, the staging. I was a choreographer in my former life. Again, 
Andy Blankenbuehler, my hat's off to you, Lin-Manuel Miranda. I don't know how your brain does that. Um, I don't, 90% of the cast is on stage for 90% of the show, and they are all moving 90% of the time. I, no format that I know to use as a choreographer, no note system and whatever. I literally just don't even know how you create something like that. The costumes, the set, the lighting, every single element was so creative, so inspired, so just a little bit outside of the box. And I just thought how brilliant when brilliant people come together to partner on something. You know, like, yes, Lin-Manuel Miranda is magnificent. I don't even have, like, big enough words to uh, to describe the, his, his lyrics and his vision for the show. But he had to be met by Andy Blankenbuehler as a choreographer. He had to be met by, I'm sorry, I don't know who directed it, like, the, whoever did the costumes. Like, they all had to collaborate together. And that's just another moment of, man, how magical is that? What is it in your life that you're like, this company that I'm a part of, or this church that I'm a part of, or this political movement that I see in the world, like who are the people that had to come together? Because it wasn't just one person. Lin-Manuel Miranda couldn't have done it on his own. It still would be amazing. But it is amplified and elevated by the people around him. And you know what? To be honest, like I, I don't know the name of the, um, of the director or the costume person, but they created something nonetheless that absolutely moved me. So you don't have to be the most, the front man in that. You don't have to be the Lin-Manuel Miranda. And I only know Andy Blankenbuehler because I was a dancer and therefore I know choreographers. He's the, he's the one you know, though. He's the face. And yet there's all these other people that it actually took to make something magical. And I just freaking love it when something lives up to the hype. You know, when you, when I read a book that I've heard for forever, that, that I've seen for forever on the shelves and I read it and I'm like, Oh my gosh, that novel was so good. I love that when it actually doesn't disappoint and you've had so much hype behind it. And ultimately, I just love talented people and great art. And I just am pausing to be appreciative for this beauty in my life while we talk about celebration and appreciation today. So speaking of, if you appreciate this podcast, I have a very special message and request for you as we head into the new year. It would be super nice if you liked my aunt's podcast because I think you're super nice. If you like it, you give it five stars. She works so hard on it. So spread the love and make a review. Till next Wednesday.